Welcome back, everybody. This is Dan Hornacek with another episode of Leading on the Front Lines. Uh, excited to be back. For anybody who's joining us for the first time, this is a podcast to kind of give frontline and upper middle man up to upper middle management uh, kind of some strategies and some things to think about for how they lead their team. Uh, the the goal really is to just kind of give more ideas and uh, help people better understand leadership topics. Um, and I have myself been in leadership for about 15 years, and uh, I think there is a lot of room to, for growth within leaderships across the country. So I'm excited to kind of share what I've learned in, in my professional career, and I think that it's important for um, us to share our ideas with one another. I think we can help each other grow. So again, thanks for joining me. Uh, my name is Dan Hornacek. And today we're going to kind of play off episode uh, two in regards to we're still going to kind of talk about it being my fault, but we're also going to kind of move into servitude within um, our, our leadership journey, if you will. One of the, the things that I'm certified in and have gone through extensive training is uh, hunter-servant leadership. I'm not sure if you've looked into it, but um, he has put together a few different books on servant leadership. I actually was part of one of the first books that he put out when he was really kind of gaining traction on the concept of servant leadership. And, and the key concept behind it is, is your servitude towards your employees is what's going to drive up either productivity or it's going to drive up uh, gaining respect, um, creating happier employees. Essentially anything along the lines of what's important within your organization is going to be immediately affected by, you know, taking on the concept of being a servant. Um, you know, it's, it kind of goes hand in hand with it being your fault, right? From, from the last episode, because it's a struggle to be able to say um, that, that it's your fault. And I think when you take on the mindset of I'm doing this to serve my people, it makes that conversation with yourself a lot easier because it's easier to say that something is or that I failed at something if I'm trying to serve my employee by by looking at it from the perspective of had I done this the right way the first time or had I um, allowed them to to you know ask more clarifying questions those things are serving your employees by by giving them the correct amount of training by ask or having them ask questions or listening to the questions that they ask or um, just observing them that is serving your employees but it's also allowing you when you're doing that self-reflection of it's my fault um, it allows you to kind of do both uh, hand in hand um, but yeah I think that being an empathetic leader, right? I, I mentioned that in the last episode. Um, servitude and it being your fault, um, you know, it, I think it kind of, go, again, goes hand in hand. You can't have empathy for someone without also being able to say to yourself, I could have done this too. I think it's when you're having a conversation with, um, with an employee that when you're having an empathetic conversation because again there's a difference between uh, empathizing and sympathizing right and when you're empathizing with someone you're just understanding of what they're going through versus um, feeling sorry for them I think there's a big difference there um, and when we're talking about 
serving our people, um, I think we need to remember that taking an empathetic approach um, is, is pretty important. But to backtrack a little bit, so when we're talking about servant leadership, um, specifically in, in serving your employees, and again, a lot of this is going to kind of fall back on, on what we talked about the last episode. So if you haven't checked it out, I, I suggest uh, just listening to episode two also about it being your fault for all the failings of your people. But uh, when we're talking about serving our employees, I think it's important to do self-reflection on what we can do. I typically did this at the end of whatever job I was doing, whether that be an operational sort, um, whether it be just at the end of the day, if I had a meeting with, with my boss where we went over specific metrics or productivity, things like that, I've always found that those are really good times um, at the end of the day to really do that. I mean, even if it's a stressful day, you can sit down and either hand write out something um, I had a couple of my managers used to sit in a, an empty office and just record with their phone um, and, and listen to it back and just kind of clear their mind. But I think by doing that, you're kind of serving two purposes. One, you're getting it all out there. So if you did have a meeting with, with your superior or if you just wanted to kind of do some self-reflection, you're able to do that and release it um, and not to sound you know, too uh, holistic or anything like that. But I think it's very important to, um, when you're talking about, you know, either having that conversation of it being your fault because you're not hitting these metrics and your superior had that conversation with you where you need to be doing better. But I think from um, a service standpoint to your employees, I think it could be something that's really good to write out what either you're failing at or what you're doing well at. And then you can really break down what needs to be done from there is it if it is let's let's start with the positive right so if it is something where you're hitting all of your metrics and what's a way that you can serve your employees when they're doing well and i think that's that's something people often forget and so there's a saying that's that says uh praise in public right um you want to make it big in my opinion even for small wins right so even if you have an employee who let's say they're just mediocre right and it's someone who does an okay job they do their job every single day but one day they just did a little bit better or they really excelled at a particular item praising them might take them to that next level where they're going to do better and better and better and that's in growth grows upon growth right so um you're serving that employee by not only recognizing what they're doing, um, but now you're you're publicly praising them, and that's that's going to hold a lot of weight, you know. On the other side, right? If you're noticing that maybe a good employee isn't doing as well, or you just have an employee that's been kind of a thorn in your side, you know, that's another time to sit there and through right your observations of the day, or if you've been making notes on that particular employee. I think it's good to sit and self-reflect on what's going on with that employee. And, it, and not that you need to come up with a plan of action right away, especially when we're talking about like um, one of those more criticism or critical-based conversations. Um, you know, you want to sit there and, and if you haven't observed that employee, if you haven't had that initial conversation with that employee, maybe plan for that for the next day or the next week, however that works out for, for your operation. But um, 
if you have done that, this is a good time to sit there and say, okay, here's the trends with this current employee. What can I do to serve them? And what I mean by that is, you know, if again, this is based on already having that first conversation with them. So you have an idea kind of where, where their baseline is. And by having that conversation with them, um, like I said, having that baseline, I should say, develop a plan of action. And what I mean by that isn't necessarily just, um, you know, a, um, a conversation of what they're doing wrong. Sure, you could, you could always bring that up. But you should understand if it's a training-based issue, if it's um, a coworker-based issue, if it's you know something along the lines of they're just stagnant, they've been doing their job for too long. Um, is it something where they want to move up, or do they want to move into a position with more responsibility? You know, there's a lot of different things that could be going on, and only you can really dissect and figure out exactly what that employee needs, and that's right there serving that employee. Because you could just as simply say, hey, listen, John or, or Julie, you know, you're failing in these metrics. We need you to pick them up. If they were a good employee to begin with, they're probably going to pick up and they're going to do well, but for a very short and unsustainable amount of time. The goal here, selfishly speaking as a manager, is to create an employee that is very productive or highly productive for long periods of time. And the only way to really get that is to figure out how that employee ticks. And the only way to figure out how that employee ticks is to serve them, right? And again, figuring out where you're failing them. Um, and again, just to clarify, when we're talking about failing an employee, we're not saying you're failing as a manager. That's not the point of what I'm trying to get across. What I'm saying is, is what could you be doing differently to help them? Um, it's okay to sit there and say like, oh, this employee... I should have moved this employee a long time ago. That's fine. You did, right? You failed in that. Great. You've been able to recognize it now. And so now you can put a plan into place because you may need to train two or three other people to either replace them or to put them in another position. So that's the, the positive because now you're creating cross-functional training within whatever you're doing, whether that's administrative, whether that's operational, whether we're talking about a construction site, things like that. Um, and, or you can get a really good peg on when you do these things, you can get a good peg on how this employee is going to react to change. Um, if they're capable of change, you'll figure out kind of what their boundaries are, things like that. There's really only positives by, um, again, that self-reflective, um, mentality. Now with the servitude aspect, again, we're going to kind of go back to, to both good and bad. You know, other employees are going to be seeing this as well. So it kind of creates this like excitement within within either an office, uh, construction sites, within, you know, internal operations. I mean, really, when people start seeing change and that change is the development of others or the retraining of others, this is an excellent time to be very observant of your other employees because they're going to see like, wow, my manager is taking the time to either retrain or they're training them in a new position, things like that. Um, and it might just be something as small as you notice another employee watching you um, and you can kind of see that excitement on their face or they approach you and ask you like, hey, what's going on? And you just explain to them and be truthful of what's going on. I think that when you're doing these things, you are once again, you know, 
not necessarily publicly praising them, but indirectly praising the employee that you're cross-training or, or what have you, if that's the situation. But also, you're creating kind of the gears start turning within another employee's head. Um, and so it might, and this is where this is where it becomes a little difficult for some managers, is it might create more work for you because that now new employee, the person who saw you doing this, might want to be cross-trained. They might bring up, you know, hey, I've been doing this job for, you know, three months, five years, what have you, and they've been wanting to do X, Y, or Z. You know, now you need to put up or shut up as far as, you know, you really should take what they're saying and not take it lightly and have another conversation. Say, you know, and if right then is not the right time, that's fine. Just say, preface it with, hey, I'd love to talk to you about this, but, you know, I need to continue here. But I think that you are now, once again, serving this other employee um, by giving them a chance uh, to express what they're feeling about their current job, what they want to do. You might find another piece of growth potential in another employee. A lot of positives can come out of that. Um, and two, you're going to learn more about your operation. And then if you do move forward with cross-training them, um, you're going to create just an operation, regardless of the type, that's going to be you know more flexible when the time comes. Because that's really when you know, when the rubber meets the road is when the stressors come up right now. So now you've been training these, these other employees and someone calls in or something happens that becomes a very stressful situation for you as a manager. Now you've got a team that's like really cross-trained in different areas and you can utilize them um, to where, you know, they're going to serve you. And so that's kind of the reciprocating thing. That's really the point of servitude, in my opinion. Um, you know, Hunter might, might disagree with me there. I think everything in, in management and leadership to some extent has has a selfishness behind it. And the selfishness obviously is that, you know, everything's going to run smoothly. You're going to hit productivity. You know, your metrics are going to go up, et cetera, right? Um, but as my mentor used to always tell me, even the coaches wear Super Bowl rings. So it's kind of a uh, something that, you know, is only going to benefit, obviously, the operation, but it's going to benefit you as well. But, you know, realistically – it's just like a trickle effect. Yeah. Organization, you, your employees, right? So your employees are now going to benefit too, because it's going to open up opportunities, right? Because you should develop everybody to replace you. That should be the ultimate goal. And so with that in mind, just to kind of recap on what we've been talking about, um, going back from serving your employees, and this, again, this could be positive, this could be, you know, we'll say negative, but really it's it's ending with a positive. Uh, serving your employees by listening to them, by uh, following through in what you say during that time. Uh, either if they're not obviously talking to you about that, to observe them and, and maybe start a dialogue. Because that's also, you know, your responsibility too. And then this is the key piece. After doing the aggressive listening, observations, things like that, then you need to move forward and follow through with the plan that you put in place. And then, you know, as the train's moving along, you want to, again, follow up and basically do the same thing. You want to sit there and reevaluate. Okay, we've moved Julie into this position. We moved John into this position. How are they doing now, right? If they're that stagnant employer, are they still stagnant in this new position? If they were a bad employer, are they doing better? Um, is this something they have a better, you know, 
operational concept of, of how to get this done better. Um, so there's a lot of things to think about and it's a never ending thing. And that's the key, right? And I, you know, the, it's your fault. And now we're moving into serving your employees. Um, it's never ending. It doesn't stop. Um, and, uh, it's, but it's fun, right? Because you can see the growth and development of your people. So I hope that was helpful um, with serving your people. I think that we can we can continue talking about this next time for, for next week. There's some other things I want to talk about. Um, but I do have a few folks lined up for some interviews as far as uh, some, some leadership coaches and some people who are in some, um, some significant leader position, leadership positions, excuse me, uh, that I think we can learn from. And I'm excited to talk to them. So I'll be trying to set those up. Uh, if you guys don't mind, please leave a rating or review. Um, if you'd like to see some some daily posts and some motivational stuff, I do post on uh, Instagram, same name, leading from uh, leading on the front lines. And uh, so look for me on Twitter and Instagram. So again, this is Dan Hornacek. And everybody keep leading on the front lines.